Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Screw It, Let's Do It. I hope you still remember who I am after the week off, and I hope you aren't too mad about the missed episode. I want you guys to know how important it is to take care of your mental health. Last week, I was feeling pretty anxious, and I just needed some time to really just focus on me. Plus, I want to make sure I give you guys the best quality content and episodes, and I just didn't really think that I could do that last week. But we're back, and we're better than ever, and we are doing something super important in this episode because we are having our very first guest on, which is a pretty big deal, so bear with me as having a guest is super new to me. Well, this whole thing is super new to me, but we'll learn together. And before I introduce our wonderful guest, I wanted to give a little forewarning that we will be talking about some serious stuff in this episode. And if you're not comfortable with that, that's totally okay. We will just see you in the next episode. Without further ado, I'd love you all to meet one of my best friends and roommates, Olivia Cravens. Hello, I am Olivia. Thank you for having me, Soph. Yes, of course. Anytime. I'm super excited to have you on today. Um, to begin, if you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself to start off so everyone can just get to know you and your amazing self, what are some of the things that you love and are just super passionate about? Oh gosh, I feel like this is that hard question that they ask in interviews when they say, tell me about yourself and you have no idea what to say. That's literally the worst. (laughs) But some things that I love, um, spending some movie nights with my roommates, time with my family. I love kids. I am super passionate about just kind of trying to make a positive impact on people's lives. I feel like that's what made me choose education. I am an education major for those of you who do not know. But just kind of like pushing myself and learning how to be more mindful so I can create mindful relationships. That's also stuff I'm like passionate about. But yeah. Love that. So today we are going to dive into the topic of kind of just learning to love your body. So I think we can both agree that body image and self-love is definitely something that we and many other people struggle with every single day. And I think it's really important to know that other people struggle as well and that you're never just truly alone in your struggles. If you're comfortable, can you kind of just explain your journey with body image and just how that's played a role in your life? Yes. Where do I start? (laughs) Unfortunately, body image and a healthy relationship with food is something that I have always struggled with. Um, As early as the age of eight, I began noticing my body and just how it looked compared to other women. Um, I would look at Victoria's Secret supermodels or Mm -hmm. my sisters and people I went to school with, and I was constantly comparing myself and wondering why I didn't have as long as legs as someone or as skinny of a waist as another girl. And that ultimately led me to restricting, um, becoming addicted to laxatives and eventually bulimia. And those have all been battles I've kind of fought since I was 12. Um, Just kind of until this last year, I've really started trying to put in the work to overcome those struggles. Um, I think about it now and I get so frustrated at Mm -hmm. myself for letting 
you know, the way my body looks control my life for so long because I look at it now and it just, it's a self-centered thought that a lot of people struggle from and it's okay if you're struggling, um, but it does like frustrate me that I let it get so bad. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that will definitely hit close to home for certain people and I really admire you for being really open about your story and just wanting to impact people with it. Um, You're so right. People really remember how you made them feel and just not about how you look. And I'm going to remind myself of that. But I know for me, and me and you have definitely talked about this multiple times before, but I think it's really hard to accept that something is wrong or that you kind of just have a problem with something. Because we often just convince ourselves that it's really not that bad and that we can really just handle it on our own. Um, When did you kind of realize that you needed some help to get through this? And was that a super hard process for you? Yeah, this like, like that question itself gives me chills because like it takes me back to that moment. Um, I was actually training for a half marathon. Mm -hmm. Literally the reason that I was doing it was because I wanted to look, you know, great for spring break. Right. I decided to weigh myself just a few nights before the race, and I looked down at the scale, and I had gained five pounds um, compared to before I even started training for the race. The way that just knowing that I had gained such a small amount of weight, like, took over my mind and my emotions was kind of scary. I mean, I was, like, hysterically crying. I remember laying on my bedroom floor and, like, taking a ton of pictures of my stomach to like see Mm -hmm. if it really looked different and then going back and like comparing other pictures to it and just completely freaking myself out. Yeah. I ended up calling my best friend and I told them that I was super upset that I had gained the weight and they didn't blow me off by any means. They definitely just kind of like pushed it to the side right. almost like trying to calm me down saying like it wasn't a big deal and I just right. remember saying like no you don't understand because they didn't see um, it in the same way no, as you not at all and like when I said you don't understand they were just like what do you mean and I had opened up and told them that I was struggling with bulimia and that it had been going on for months now um I was running a crazy amount of miles I was hardly eating and then purging at the end of the day and once they knew about this, they encouraged me to, like, open up to my family. Mm-hmm. And after I opened up, I definitely, I actually spent 10 months trying to just beat it on my own. I was in right. denial that I needed to seek professional help. I was, As we yeah. do that often, yeah. Yep. I was, like, reading all the books, um, journaling, trying to follow a bunch of podcasts and just influencers who were dealing with the same thing that I was. And ultimately, that wasn't enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even once I started seeking help and seeing people for it, I still didn't feel like I was, like, I say this with air quotes, like, sick enough for the help. Um, I remember them suggesting that I join a group of girls who were trying to overcome eating disorders as well. And I just kind of like scoffed at them almost. I was like, oh, well, I wouldn't be near as bad as any Mm -hmm. of them. Like, I'm not bad enough to go there. Like, they would probably laugh at me. And I look 
like I think about that now and I'm just like oh my gosh like <laughs> the help was right there and I like didn't want to take it because I was in denial and mm-hmm. also just kind of like ashamed um, right getting through an eating disorder it just it becomes a part of you so it's almost like scary to let go of and I found that this 13 year long unhealthy relationship that I created with food was something that I didn't even know if I wanted to let go of because it was such a huge part of me Mm -hmm. um the first few months of opening up and then seeking help were really tough I felt so much guilt I felt like I had disappointed my parents and that I just was kind of like the problem child because I was the only one out of their kids who was like dealing with it Mm -hmm. and I felt like I was the crazy like oddball out child that couldn't control their emotions and was scared of food I'm like I'm literally scared of food like it just made me feel Mm -hmm. embarrassed almost um it was definitely tough on me mentally I felt like I had filled myself God and just the people that I had opened up to because like everything that I knew and how I talked to myself and how I like handled being around food was being forced to change and I absolutely hated it (laughs) well I think what is so amazing and important about everything that you just said is that you you did reach out for help even though it was so difficult for you to do and it was definitely a process but you did it and I think that's a really huge step so you should be proud of that um healing and recovering from anything whether it's anxiety or depression or NED literally anything it's never a linear process and I think it's vital for us to realize that to actually succeed or get somewhere in our journey there's going to be days when you feel great and there's going to be days where you just want to stop going altogether but every time you do decide to continue to keep going it's a success and a step to get better every single day can you kind of elaborate on how your ride has had its bumps along the way and what you do to push through those bad days yeah of course um someone very close to me who has actually been through the recovery process told me that it's a one steps forward three steps back kind of process and they definitely weren't kidding Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would have nights where I felt absolutely horrible um and I would call that person and they would remind me you know one step forward three steps back just because you're having a rough night does not mean that you're failing at recovery and that's something that I had to accept and that I encourage those of you who are currently going through this process to accept as well I have fallen in and out of unhealthy habits and will be doing okay and think that everything's going well and then someone will want to go grab a bite to eat that I didn't plan on grabbing and it'll completely like mess with my mind Mm -hmm. um yeah it really just throws me off and as I said before I I did not enjoy recovery people were telling me what I should eat and I was opening up about situations that I did not want to talk about I definitely wanted to quit as soon as I started think goodness my parents kept me in it and Mm -hmm. didn't let me back out as quickly as I would have liked to (laughs) one thing that I would think about that would keep me going is looking ahead and I don't mean this in an anxious way and to not really like live in the moment I just meant like 
put yourself in a certain situation, I would think, do I really want to be crying about someone making me eat a donut five years from now? Mm-hmm. Because that's so small and there's way bigger things in life than that. Yeah. Um, another big one, I would just think about one day me having a family of my own. Um, like, do I want to have kids and hide the fact that I just purged after eating dinner with them? Um, thinking about the freedom and relief, a healthy relationship with food would bring me is ultimately what kept me going and has still kept me going. I am definitely not completely recovered, but when I look back to where I started, um, it encourages me to keep taking those steps. Yeah, so I saw a quote and, you know, I'm a quote person, so (laughs) I feel like this kind of just goes along with everything that you said and it goes like this. Maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that isn't really you so you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. Something I often preach on this podcast and I will continue to preach on this podcast is that words are so important. The words we speak to others and the words that we speak to ourselves leave such an important impact on us. I think something that plays into self-love and just body image in general is eliminating negative self-talk from our lives. And just a reminder that just because you think something, it doesn't make it true. We just kind of need to train our minds to be nicer to ourselves. For example, you're thinking, oh my god, my thighs are so big. Well, you can replace that with, my legs are so strong and they do so much for me. Liv, is there anything that you kind of do to transform those harmful or negative words in your head? Yeah, definitely. Um, My faith has always been a huge part of my life. So when I am speaking negative to myself, I kind of like stop and ask myself, would I say this if God was sitting right next to me? Mm -hmm. Um, Just reminding myself that he created me literally exactly how he wanted me to look. Um, every part of my body was handpicked by him and we are all pieces of art that like he created and put together so that always helps me and kind of just puts it into perspective I also journal a lot and when I'm journaling I will write down affirmations and I will say them to myself I'll stand in my mirror and even though it sounds silly I will read the words and look at myself and say you are beautiful I love you and you are exactly where you're supposed to be and that really helps me on days that I don't feel that way and even if you don't believe it if you just keep repeating those words to yourself Mm -hmm. you're eventually gonna just kind of subconsciously say them because I'll find myself thinking a negative thought and I immediately replace it with no you're beautiful you can do this you're worth more than the way that your body looks. I also think focusing on big, like the bigger picture is something that has helped me a lot. So like when I am presented with a situation or a harmful thought, I stop and ask myself, in the grand scheme of things, will this matter? So like, will your pants not buttoning this morning really have an impact on your life five years from now? I think just like thinking about the joys that you will experience in your life and even the trials that you could be facing at the moment like puts everything into perspective for me. Yeah, for sure. And I really love that you write down and speak affirmations to yourself. I feel like some people feel like it's corny or just like would feel awkward doing it. 
but I promise to everyone listening, it really will affect your life. It's like the law of attraction. It's a thing. I have a huge tapestry on my wall that's behind us right now that has like a bunch of different affirmations on it. And it says like, you are beautiful. You are smart. Like just the basics. But I really feel like when I wake up and just like look at that every day, I feel like it really helps. Okay, so Liv, I kind of just want to get your perspective on this. I think body image has become a very difficult thing because of social media and just all of the platforms that we have. There are nonstop comparisons, idealized body types, and like I talked about in episode six, the that girl trend. I know it's definitely affected me at times. And also, like I always think about this, are we really meant to be exposed to this many people Like, before phones, all we knew was what was around us. There was still people to compare yourself to, but there wasn't, like, 2,000 people to (laughs) compare yourself to. I don't know. That's just a thought that I have often. How do you think that social media has affected you? Has it always been a negative experience? I know there are some, like, newer body-neutral influencers and, like, more body positivity on these platforms kind of coming up. Yeah, I definitely think that being exposed to social media at such a young age had a big impact on my relationship Mm -hmm. with my body, just because unfortunately I was so young when I first got it, so I didn't understand the harm that like following supermodels and following these gorgeous girls was really like, (laughs) gorgeous, gorgeous girls. (laughs) Well, that, I mean, that's literally like who we followed. We were like, what? 12 when we were getting it we're gonna follow all the famous people and everyone that we like looked up to in a sense yeah no I was it was definitely doing a lot of harm and I like look back now and I wish I could like hug 10 year old me and be like no don't do it like don't go stalking those people Mm -hmm. but um yeah it wasn't until like the past two years that I really realized how harmful it is I see people, like, spending hours on their phone scrolling through apps that show the absolute best version, the best lighting, and angles of people. My relationship with social media has been, like, very back and forth. Once I unfollowed people that were having a negative impact on my mental health, I tried to use social media as a way to kind of overcome, like, body dysmorphia and eating disorders. Unfortunately, like just unfollowing people wasn't enough for me. I have gotten rid of it like a number of times, Mm -hmm. but I'm learning now that it's really just kind of up to the way that we take in the content that we're seeing. Um, If I am feeling down now, I do have those resources and those positive like body influencers that I can go to and just kind of look through their feed and read their words of encouragement. And that does help me. So I don't think it's all negative, but you definitely have to be mindful of the content you're taking in and who you're following to get that content from. I have to remind myself like almost every time that I open an app that the things that I see are not the whole picture of anyone's life. Um, Not everyone's life is a highlight reel and it's really important for us to all understand that. (laughs) Yes, uh, everyone's life really isn't a highlight reel and I'm going to keep emphasizing that till the day I die. We really just need to stop comparing our behind the scenes to like the people's highlights of their life. I think as a society, it's vital for us to ditch the narrative that if we looked a certain way, we would be happier. 
I also think that we need to stop judging other people's bodies. Point blank, period. Someone's body is none of your business. You deserve to be loved and accepted in your exact body for how it is right now. So does everyone else. And I kind of just want to end this off by asking you two questions. What's something you want to tell people who are struggling with the same things you have? And then what's some advice you would give to people who aren't going through it and just don't necessarily understand? Yeah, first of all, loving yourself isn't loving your body. It's loving the person you are. So just kind of focus on the way that you're making other people feel and just how you feel about yourself as a person and a whole, not just your body. I think choosing to live a life that isn't based on how other people are seeing you is very freeing. A lot of times I have to remind myself and others that your skinniest self is not your healthiest self. Mm -hmm. Your healthiest self is when you are enjoying life, you're enjoying the food and everything, all of the memories that come with living life. You are what you believe you are, so believe that you can get past this and believe that you are perfect the way that God made you. The eating disorder does not define you. (laughs) You can get past this and it will get easier. Trust me when I say that you were made for more than the way your body looks. It's okay to not love yourself yet and it's okay if your recovery process is not linear. Just know that I am rooting for you and you are stronger than you think you are. For those of you who are not going through this, one, I'm very envious, (laughs) (laughs) but two, I would just like to say, be mindful of your words and how they can impact people. Talking about how little you've had to eat or the new diet you're thinking about starting really doesn't help people who are struggling because Mm -hmm. we're trying to get away from those diets. Um, We're trying to eat more throughout the day. We don't really need to be reminded of those things Mm -hmm. and definitely do not assume that someone does or does not have an eating disorder based on the way they look in their body type. Eating disorders are not exclusive and anyone can be struggling. So just remember that when you're talking negatively about yourself around other people because you truly never know what people are going through. A hundred percent. And like, I said earlier in this like words really matter and you might think that you're not coming from a bad place but it will definitely affect someone in a way that you're not like intending it to do (laughs) for sure so ending off this podcast with your body loves you love it back you are perfect how you are right now thank you so much for coming on live and just sharing your story it really means so much to me and I know it will mean so much to the people listening you inspire me every day with your journey and I'm just very very proud of you well thank you that means so much you're welcome also thank you guys so much for listening and understanding that I needed some time to myself last week As always, if you're feeling like it, give us a follow on the podcast Instagram. It's always listed on the show notes. And also leave us a review. It would make my day. I hope all of you have a great week and that this episode resonated with you and that you learned something new. I love you all and I will see you in the next one.